Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Tina Horn, and this is Interrobang. Interrobang is the bonus segment of my Wire People Into That podcast. Follow at Tina Horn Sass or at Tina Horn's Sass if you're nasty. On Twitter and Instagram, visit wirepeopleintothat.com, support my show, and get extra shit at patreon.com slash Tina Horn. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash T-I-N-A-H-O-R-N. Okay, can I say something? Yeah. This uh, recording device that you have yeah. is a prop that I have used in many porn scenes. Never knew what it was for. Oh. But it has been anytime we need a sci-fi futuristic device. <laughs> I already laughed at the mic, but I fucked it up. No, it's it's still it's it's okay. <laughs> It's really hilarious to see it being put to its actual use. I mean, I think that you could argue that its actual use also is as a prop for any sci-fi thingy. Sci-fi porn. You know, you know, Lorelai, symbols only have the meaning that we give them. Yes. (laughs) That we agree on. That we all agree on together. And if you want to really get into some shit, we don't agree ever on the meaning of symbols ever i do want to get into that shit jesus christ it is like you it's that is such a thing it's hard to communicate. we definitely don't all agree on the symbol the symbolic meaning of jesus christ um or of chair of of chair oh chair right the chairness of a chair yeah oh you're singing my song you know that oh, right So let's start with that framing. Okay, so semiotics, porn, motherfucker, motherfucker, some shit. <laughs> um, Lorelai, I'm so glad that you are on my podcast. Uh, me too. Welcome. I'm really. No, go ahead. I feel that we podcast daily in to space. So <laughs> it's amazing that we're recording. It is one amazing. of these conversations. It is for, for posterity. For posterity. I mean, there's probably little devices like this that are being used by, like, space aliens uh, to, like, pick up on our, like, cosmic transmissions of the kinds of things that we usually talk about. Or the NSA has turned all of our cell phones into recording devices, you know, so there's that, too. By the way, a a digital security expert that I had the um, um, pleasure of having a meeting with at work this week, um, I was like... They were asking a bunch of like questions about servers, and I was like, "Signal, like, is mm-hmm. that really mm-hmm. is that really encrypted? Like, the man can't see like what yeah. we're saying about the revolution." And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, 
I, yeah. I know. I'm so happy about it. I also, you know, people were like, download Signal, download Signal. And I was like, eh, is that like so different from iMessage? Like, can't the, can't the NSA, like, can't the space aliens, like, see what I'm saying on like WhatsApp or like in my Twitter DMs? Like, if they want to, can't they see it all, you know? And I, like, I don't, do I really need that? And then you were like, you need to download Signal. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm really glad that my influence is real mm -hmm. yes so um so Lorelai you've yes. been you your influence is very real um in my life and the lives of many um w uh you're one of my oldest hope friends whoa really I mean I think so I mean you were hoeing way before we met so you gotta have some other hope friends you've known for longer that's I mean yes but you but currently are, in your life you've really perhaps. stuck around I, I do Oh, God, I do. I really fucking stick around. <laughs> 17 years, man. 17 years of what, Lorelai? 17 years of hoeing. Yeah. 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 Well, you, you beat me to the punch. I was going to ask, like, who are you? <laughs> Why are you here? What are you doing here? Yeah, I have been hoeing since um, I was just old enough to hoe. Mm -hmm. Legally and illegally. Sure. Uh, but yeah, it's all totally above board. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's complicated, man. It is. But. So what, so yeah, you also were Cohen, um, since long before, long before we met. We met. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh my God, I met you in like my second decade almost of hoeing. It had almost been a decade of hoeing when I met you. Well, good thing I came along. Yeah, not quite, not quite. I'm, but whatever. Once you once you're in counting things in decades, you're like rounding up. You're like, oh yeah, those. Yeah. Oh, I've definitely been saying that I've been a sex worker for a decade since I had been a sex worker for seven years. Yeah, <laughs> and now it actually has been a decade, and I'm like, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, but what is it? What is what is a decade? What is a word? What, what is, is the symbol? What is the decadeness of what are we communicating? What is time? Is time a social construct? Oh my god! I mean, it is a social construct. But are we measuring it the same way? Mm. I'm certainly not measuring it the same way as other people. Oh my god! We've oh, been time. talking for like five minutes and not even. This is why every time. I know. Yeah. Well, this is why you had to come over so early on a Saturday. I know. We needed two hours of pre-podcast. Mm -hmm podcast conversation <laughs> so um so we met in a dungeon we did in the east bay yes in the halcyon days of the mid late mid aughts mid aughts mid aughts yeah. yeah yeah um which is always talking about when you talk about the dungeon as like a physical place where you met someone it always it, it, I don't know I I'm always like yeah but it was like above the ground <laughs> you know like, it was, like we didn't like meet in like a dank dungeon you know we were not in a basement dungeon we were in an upstairs dungeon the locker room was in the basement oh yeah the locker room my god yeah yeah it was always very cold I know I know I know. That's why everybody just changed in the kitchen. Yeah. Which was really fun. Yeah. Changing in the kitchen was fun. It was important. 
totally important. Important work. Um, what I think is interesting about the time that we met is that it was, uh, it was just after Obama took office. That's right. And when Obama took office, he did a couple things like um, dismantle the obscenity task force, mm. the obscenity prosecution task force that Bush had created. So it was not exactly what we were doing was still criminalized, uh, but there were other elements of adult work that were slightly less dangerous in the Obama era. And so, I don't know. It's interesting to think about that now. Interesting is the wrong word entirely. Mm. It is scary. It's to scary. Think about right yeah. Now. yeah. Well, these are. Oh, and let's not pretend that the Obama years were like, you know, great. Times I mean, the recession to be a hoe, which was not Obama's fault, but that Obama inherited. Um defined like my sex work trajectory in the sense that like for the first year or so people that I knew were starting to be affected by the recession and I was like good thing I got into this recession proof line of work right and then of course, it's not really and then not really but perhaps more so than a lot of other jobs um but I think the biggest and I also think, well, one thing I think is that my uh, fear is greater because I am, because in the beginning days of hoeing, it was like, here's a way that I can make money and there are tons of risks and maybe I'll get arrested, but I'm not scared because I need that money. Mm. And also my aversion to risk is much lower because I am a teenager. Right. Um, and things like advertising online, right? Uh, which I did so many times without thinking, oh, which, yeah. you know, it, that is much scarier prospect to me now. Yeah. Um, well, the internet grew up a lot. I mean, not like it matured. It just changed. Yeah. It took its, it's taken its course in terms of saturation yeah well and in the beginning of my career uh i you know i've told you this many times that the ads that i answered were um in a newspaper mm -hmm. yeah anyway this is not what we came here to talk about i mean we came here to talk about it all um uh and i'm I, i'm also i'm like seeing all of these like different dimensions of like uh things that we could talk about and we've already, I, I need to focus. <laughs> okay. Lorelai. Yes. Tell the people what you do. Oh, Lord. Wait. Uh, okay. Well, uh, make pornography. Is that where we're going? Lorelai yeah. makes pornography. Okay. Uh, Lorelai is a porn director. Yes. She I is... am not so much a director these days. I have directed a number of times and I am mostly a performer. That's most of what I've done. A legendary Hall of Famer <laughs> performer. Um, one one for the books. I am, well, let's just say I am a goth table performer. Uh-huh. So we have this shorthand at the AVNs 
where we call ourselves the goth table uh because i most of the work that i've done has been with the freaks and geeks i guess yeah um and even the mainstream work that i've done i've done and isn't it funny when you're in porn there's a mainstream but that is in porn we use mainstream both to mean the non-adult film industry and also to mean uh the quote-unquote vanilla porn industry right right uh yeah and so anyway when i performed i've i've also performed in lots of vanilla uh pornography and um been bored were you bored sometimes i was really bored yeah yeah but you know sometimes you're bored at your job there's worse things to be at a job than bored true yeah yeah um what do you think is why do you think that you have been performing in porn for so long that there's not a single answer to that question i and a big thing that i that is part of my like sort of life's project in terms of talking about sex work is being able to talk about the complexity of why Mm. and that there are lots of times that I have done this work when I didn't want to. And, you know, this concept of want Mm. is so complicated. Want to is such a complicated thing, right? Because there's the times when you don't want to because you're just tired Mm. or you're bored or you have your period or you had a fight with your partner or whatever. Yeah. Or your parents are mad at you not speaking to you because you've made pornography and that makes it really hard to make more pornography or right. So these are like escalating levels of not want to. Yeah. Or you're fucking broke. Yeah. And you feel really a lot, not like being naked or being touched and you got to go to work. Yeah. And you got to pay rent. And, uh, I have experienced each of those levels of not want to, um, while simultaneously I've had days when I have felt so lucky to be able to go in and make something that I consider art. I mean, I consider it art too. And I also just want to interject and say nothing about what you just said about being bored or not wanting to go to work is unique to porn in, in, in my opinion. Uh, and I think so much of the um, the objections that people have to porn is the perception that the fact that you're having sex mm-hmm. changes. But I do want to interject and I want to complicate that a little bit because I think that we make this argument a lot that the um, we need labor protections because this is labor and in many ways the things that are that can be bad about working in the adult industry are very similar to things that other people experience and thus and other jobs and thus the solution is to make this not stigmatized and to make it not criminalized and that will uh, protect us in the same way that other workers are protected because their jobs are in many ways similar to other jobs however Mm. i really also think that sex work is in many ways different from other kinds of work because we live in a culture mm. where sex is treated really differently from other things that we do with our bodies. And so 
when you are performing sexual labor, mm. you are also dealing with all these other levels, including uh, the difficulty of separating intimacy from sex, which or self worth from or self worth the success from sexiness your, or sexiness or your success in or work also that this is a specifically um while this is while sex workers are not all women sex work is often viewed as f- female labor in a way a right. feminized labor right. is the word right. that i'm looking for right uh and which is always devalued devalued but also the if you are a sex worker who is performing a any kind of bottoming role mm. that is seen as devaluing to you as a human. Right. So while it's important to recognize the ways that sex work is the same as other work, it's also really important to recognize the ways that it's different while we're trying to work out all this shit. I, I know that we could really, really talk <laughs> about that for a for long so time long. i know um and i'm really really glad that you just said what you said um by way of talking about what it is that you do um <laughs> <laughs> i forgot where this started that's fine that's fine that's not you you forget forget away it's <sighs> not your responsibility Steering my life. i'm 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 i think steering this ship um but uh and we're going to talk about that again on I, this show. A million times, I'm sure. A million yeah. times. Um, I want to just talk about a, a couple more things about you, which is that I just want to talk about your writing for a second so that people know that you are also a writer, a published writer, a dedicated <sighs> writer, <laughs> a talented writer. I am. I do have a nomination for Best Screenplay. Thank you, ADVN. For- Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> Which is the Oscars of porn, by Which the way. Which is the Oscars of porn. This ship is lonely. Lovers are cold on the phone. The mood out in the hall ain't fantastic. Air feels static, not dramatic. So super lightning round. Why are people into sploshing? So first yeah. of all, can you, for the people playing along at home, okay. can you define sploshing? Uh, splashing is a fetish that uses lots of different things. Usually, like when wet and messy is another wet and messy thing to, another phrase that is often used to describe splashing. So it could be paint. Um mm. Water is one of those borderline things. Um, and food is a big, big, right. big thing that people like and like to put food on themselves, put food on each other. Um, Throw food but through the air. Splashing. Uh, but you would not necessarily say that you were splashing if you were like fucking someone with a zucchini, for example. Right. So, but what if you smashed the zucchini? If you smashed the zucchini, I would say that goes into splashing. Yes. That's so interesting. It has something to do with the, um, the, with the wetness. I mean, because look, I am not, I do not claim to speak for everyone who's into splashing. No, no one, no one does. And I certainly do not 
know what motivates anyone else's sexuality but my own. Sure. However, I will say that there is something viscerally exciting about wetness and messiness and especially with things with food specifically there is this element of waste mm-hmm. of wasting food of and of not just of waste but of the luxury of that waste. right it's decadent it is fucking decadent and as someone who grew up on and off of food stamps and ate a lot of fucking ramen and macaroni as a child there is something so thrilling about pouring a gallon of milk on someone and cupcakes i mean my specific fetish is really about like frosting and whipped cream and things that are dessert oriented and that has to do with the luxury element of it as well um, and also it's visual, you know? So yeah. We, um, when you told me that you might want to talk about splashing, I instantly thought about the photo shoot that we did for the women's health clinic, yeah. um, calendar yeah. fundraiser yeah. where, you know, given the opportunity to make the imagery that you wanted yeah. to make yeah. for a calendar, you immediately were like, Oh, I just want to be covered in candy. Yeah. And, and also, yeah. yeah and fro- and whipped cream and frosting and yeah. cupcakes and, yeah. um, and we did that and it was really fun. Although it is hard to make whipped cream look like whipped cream. Oh, it melts instantly. I mean, yeah. when you're trying to record splashing, that's a whole other art form. And I think uh, anyone who's ever read an article about uh, food designing, you know, for mm. magazines, like food magazines will understand the difficulty of this. Like that it happens, it changes so quickly and it, things melt and when you're pouring a liquid and if you don't get the shots if you're ta- if you're doing video or photos and you don't get the shots you have to completely dry that person off and make them look dry again right look clean again right because so that you can sully you can them messy, right. mess them up again yeah i mean right and this is another element of the fetish is this um going from clean to dirty mm. you know like um soiling yourself because you can't go back that's right (laughs) but and yet in the magic of porn and in the magic of sexual fantasy you can always go back because Mm. the next time you do it you are unsoiled once more right which is so i think for me the root of so much of my love of um sexual labor sexual fantasy sexual performance and it is the same as putting your knee socks on and calling yourself a virgin. Like, mm. hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. That it, again, as we were talking about before we started this podcast, 
totally undoes the belief in the inherentness of the symbol the inherent meaning of the symbol that the meaning is not inherent in the symbol the symbol creates the meaning we agree on the meaning we reimagine the meaning we fucking tear it down right and then we put that symbol on again and (laughs) do it again you know like that's to me much of what in has been exciting for me about making pornography for 17 years cool yeah i'm also reminded of a client at that dungeon that we worked at who was really into just the most obvious overdetermined kind of humiliation and i don't say that um judgmentally like yeah. he wanted to have clown uh makeup put on him he wanted to you might remember i mean there was more than one person that fits this description but he was just one of those ones that like he wanted all the ladies yeah and he he brought wet dog food and ate it and he wanted to be drawn on with sharpies you know just like stupid slut you know blah blah they blend together totally um and he um i think he maybe even wanted to be called fido it wasn't like a puppy thing it was just like the it just he was he was like it was a grab bag humiliation but also like like walking around like a like a supermarket and being like what is what is disgusting or like makes me what 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 do i have an association with like demeaning here you know and uh he once brought three key lime pies Mm. and as soon as i saw he was somebody else's client yeah but as soon as i saw that he wanted to be pied yeah. in the face. Yeah. I knew it had to be me. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, please, I beg of you. Yeah. And I, so I got to do a walk on where he had like three ladies in there and they were like, you know, drawing on him and like humiliating him. And uh, I like kicked open the door yeah. And wa- like walked in with the pie, like, you know, like mm-hmm. in my hand, like a waitress, just like strode right in in my stilettos and stopped in front of him and just smacked him right in the face with the yeah. pie. Yeah. And then just turned on my heel and walked out. And it was beautiful. It was this like the slapstick of it was so satisfying. Yeah. Yeah, and of course, this is again where we get into um, it being really, uh, all of these symbols being really different for everybody, uh, the meanings behind them being different for everybody, and the motivations for doing them being different for everybody. Because for me, a pie in the face is all about Anita Bryant. Oh, and of course. It is like to every, like, I can never disconnect a pie in the face from taking down uh bigoted politicians yes and so that you tell that story well anita bryant was giving a press conference yes and someone um a gay rights activist pied her in the face out of nowhere like it was a and then was removed from the room um and i actually can't remember he shouted something uh about the fact that 
she was a bigot. I and I so I don't have all the details of the story because of course Wait, you know what I've just realized? What? Is that we need to we need to fight this stupid conversation that's happening right now about whether or not you should punch a Nazi. Uh-huh. We need to fight it by just making sure that everyone pies all the Nazis in the face. Well, here's the thing. When that happened to Anita Bryant, there was the same conversation. People were like, how could you do that? That is so violent and, you know, uh, you're ta- you're the people would say you're taking the civil civil rights movement for gay people back you know the same thing it's the same well okay but we should still do it <laughs> hey, think of the optics i'm so about pieing yeah i mean um okay so this is this is so interesting i mean let's fucking talk about the relationship between or or like the like let's compare like punching someone in the face to pieing them in the face like first of all getting punched in the face is not that bad you recover from it like we've all been through worse yeah but getting pied in the face is not it's it's not really like gonna like make you i mean you could make someone bleed you could do some damage but probably but like it's about um reducing someone's status it's about yeah. humiliation well i think that punching someone is the same Yes. Um, but I also... But the slapstick and the silliness of the pie... Something about punching. Yeah. Which is that I don't think we can just um, say it's not that bad. I don't think we can actually ever say it's not that bad about um, something like that. Like, we can say it's justified, mm. that there are instances in which it's justified, but to say it's not that bad also might say it's not that bad for the cops to punch someone in the face. You're totally right. And it is that bad. It is that bad. And it is a form of violence, and there are times when punching is right, and there are times when it is awful and totally unjustified. So... That's all. That's aside. I completely agree. And I think that there are times when when pieing someone in the face would be awful and times when it is totally justified. Agreed. Yeah. And this is all about power. I mean, that's yeah. the thing, right? Like every time we talk about these things, we're talking about um, fighting power, uh, attempting to equalize, you know, power that is not evenly distributed. But and but one other thing that now that we are like talking about the element of sl- of of splashing that involves like like movement and and doing something to someone which like can escalate into violence like um and and folding in the pie thing mm-hmm. like part of what you're weaponizing when mm-hmm. you're pieing someone in the face is humor and silliness mm-hmm. like it. It's not just that it's less likely to damage you. It's that it is, and and like the glee that I took in it, and the glee that I'm hearing from you also about like, at, uh, like imagining like a splashing scene is like, that that part of what you're either like weaponizing or like incorporating into the sexiness mm-hmm. is silliness. Mm-hmm. And that's such an important part of of the sexual repertoire that a lot of people are afraid 
to invite in. Mm. I think because romantic comedies so frequently make every sexual interaction deadly serious. Mm. Not just romantic comedies, but uh, so much of what we're taught about sex is that it is deadly serious and that it is. And actually, that word deadly is not even hyperbole. Right. Right. Like, we are children of the 80s and 90s. Right. Yeah. Sex can kill you. And that is the lesson that they needed to drill into your head every day. Um, They still are. And they still do. They still do. And I think that uh, that's another piece of work that is really important to me Mm. is separating sex from death but also separating uh queer sex especially of course right and uh building a world in which recognizing that you're queer does not subject you to a lifetime of associating sex with death because that is the reality for our generation and that fucking sucks agreed um so yeah just (laughs) take it there so 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 silliness so silliness um is a form of resistance to that yeah you know like that's the thing we start we can start to talk about every fetish and for me it will always come back to something that has to do with a very real construct that I am fighting against so much of my sexual life once I get into it has to do with resistance. What more is there to say? (laughs) Oh man, I laughed into the microphone. It's okay. (sighs) Um, If somebody wants to get into splashing either mm. as a form of resistance or yeah because oh i have so many it sounds fun. so much advice oh my god please hit us with okay the splashing advice if you or the person that you want to play with has a vagina or any type oh, of yes. genitalia um that is prone to yeast, yeast infections, infections. Please never put food on or near their genitalia. That is the number one most important rule of splashing. Agreed. Um, That being said, people break that rule all the time. Sure. Because they get excited and because a yeast infection is... Not well, the worst it's not consequence. HIV. A yeast infection is not HIV. Yeah, let's like really, every time we talk about sexual health, let's be really real about scale. Yeah. Uh, and risk. And risk. And making risk-aware assessments. Like, exactly. you might have a really fucking fun time and get a yeast infection, and then you deal with a yeast infection, it's yeah. fine. And you're you not tainted. Be, and you're you might, not broken. Yeah. You might <laughs> you be might out be of commission okay. for a yeah. sec. Like if you're a sex worker, like you might have to take a break from work. But you like, have to, yeah, decide for yourself that's what right. risks are worth taking. Don't let so, anybody else decide for you. But per, but there are ways to avoid that if you would like to. For example, one of my favorite splashing uh, things, implements, uh, oh, substances. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Is, materials. Materials is Jello. Oh yeah. Which is so easy to get in sugar-free. Oh, yeah. Uh, and sugar, of and course. And affordable. 
yeah, and affordable. Also, they make Jello for so if you're making splashing porn, mm. in which you need tons and tons of Jello. Not not that I am speaking from experience, uh, of <laughs> creating a candy candy themed splashing foot themed porn with a pool full of jello uh you can get wrestling jello that is specially made are you fucking kidding I'm me not kidding you wow it is awesome where do you buy wrestling jello on the internet the okay. magical magical internet okay so it's sugar-free yeah easy to make in big batches yeah. you're yeah. not ending up with right. like tearing not up like a hundred little boiling. Um... you don't have to boil water yeah Whoa. it's just Whoa. like add water um, so that's very cool. That's kind of has like a mad scientist element to it as well, right? Yeah. 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 The, but, there yeah. are so many things though, like to be wary of. One is sugar near your junk. Another is um, people are celiac. Oh, yeah. And that is also something to consider. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. you are, if you are playing with someone, um, you so know, that just because you're not splashing. putting it in your mouth. Right. Does it mean, you know, also people are lactose intolerant. Totally. And if you are, especially if you're doing any kind of sometimes splashing, veers into enema play for mm. some people, sometimes those overlap. You don't want to put anything in your butthole that you're allergic to if you put it in your mouth hole. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Now I just want to talk about enemas. <laughs> um let's keep it on let's, let's keep, keep it on going. the outside okay. yeah keep going <laughs> keep going yeah um, um cool cool um what are some other, other things other things materials? to consider oh, oh yeah yeah no no no. yeah <laughs> other things more tips to consider is you just might want to play in your bathtub and mm-hmm. uh for easier cleanup and if you are going to play in your bathtub if you're going to use anything like spaghetti mm. or anything that is not purely liquid or even things like whipped cream that are very fat mm. oh soluble right yeah yeah like so fat can harden in your drain right so if you're tell gonna, me about it honey yeah <laughs> so <laughs> if you're gonna play with these kinds of things you know have a um filter over your drain sure, sure, sure. you know things yeah. like this yeah um, or follow it up with some draino you know try not to clog your drains while you're splashing okay yeah. uh, have some when you're gonna get out of the tub you're gonna want to step on a sheet of plastic you mm-hmm. know get yourself a tarp okay okay yeah. but this is advanced this is advanced level like probably the beginner who's just gonna be playing at home it's okay if you're just on your bed and you want to put a towel down and you want to like squirt some ready whip on each other and so, rub it around and lick it off. So uh, here's the, the the last thing that I want to ask you is um, I'm always really fascinated when I start to get into like more um, extreme kink uh, details. And a lot of the time something will come up that has a um, like a very common corny cliche manifestation and like the whipped cream like spice up your marriage by like putting whipped cream on her body thing is like speaking of Cosmo like that's Mm -hmm. the like answering the door in a saran wrap dress yeah yeah like um you know take off your panties saran wrap dress I have to say yeah I mean I can definitely see you rocking a saran wrap dress I've been a live sushi tray Mm -hmm. um while wearing a saran wrap dress, um, 
Anyway, that's the side that's note. Cool. Yeah. Um, but squishing, which we, which squishing, is... squishing body parts against mm. something clear is mm. the excitement for me about the strand wrap dress. That's your 30 seconds. Mm. Why are people into that? Cool. <laughs> I mean, I think it's related to like squishing. There's something about, um, I mean, splashing is actually quite a nice onomatopoeia. Like it really yeah. like describes it. It is what it, it sounds like it is what it is yeah, describing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but there, there's like there's like a kinetic element to it. There's like movement. There's which is why we like got started like talking about violence so quickly, right? Like yeah. there's because col- there's collision, yeah. but also like so sometimes the collision is like ballistic force, um, but sometimes it's just like smushing and sliding and slipping yeah. and um, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. I will say I um. I have this like aversion to food fights that is totally like based on like there's children starving like yeah but but, but you already course. touched on like the indulgence and the decadence of yeah that's yeah. the whole thing and also I'm gonna tell you it's this is not something I do every day no um because I also have not just an aversion to imaginary starving people or mm. like the sally struthers version yeah but exactly to the actual fact that 40 percent of food in this country is thrown in the garbage right which is disgusting right and dumpsters are locked up so people can't get to it and grocery stores won't donate their f- not even rotten food right their food that is past an expiration date that's made up by the company mm. in order to move the food more quickly like right to make more units and yeah yes so it's real it's real yeah it's Um, it's interesting because it's like like splashing is not actually that like expensive of a fetish to indulge but 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 the the value but the value of like what you might be wasting is um is just greater than than like the dollars and cents that you may have spent on your gear yes and also Let's talk about the fact that splashing is not why 40% of food is being wasted. Right. So, and splashing as a performance and splashing as a fetish that you might occasionally do in your home is like having a conversation about the food that's being wasted. Like, you know, it's Mm. like creating a work of art about the food that's being wasted. Calling attention to the... Yeah. I mean, and I'm not trying to say that me and my partner rubbing food on each other does something good for the world necessarily. But like first do no harm, right? Like Yeah. Like that it's not yeah. Or that or that it could I mean But I wanna give some scale to this. I yeah. wanna, you know, I wanna say that when we talk about food being wasted, it's not because people are splashing. And and if you believe, as I do, that playing with things that we have anxiety around and exploring them in a sexual context is a way to understand them better, then splashing could be a, actually a good tool for understanding like why yeah, and so that's much what of I mean. food is wasted. That's what I mean when I say it's like having a conversation about it or creating a work right. of art about it. Like 
we also journal mm. as and we use paper to right. do that right and perhaps that could be considered a self-indulgent act right. or a wasteful act or a environmentally negligent act but the i believe that the value of it makes us better able to do the work of fighting those larger problems in the world agreed but also it just kind of like is fun to throw pies in each other's faces and it's okay for things to just be fun true too and yet i never um the things that i come back to the things that are that are fun for me i can never separate them from the real uh, very serious parts of me and what motivates me. I can never do that. I can never not in the end be serious. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm <laughs> serious right now. Uh, I don't know. This is a a thing. I It's a thing I love. <laughs> okay. Well, we've, we've solved that. We've solved that, and we have another subject to get to. So let's move on to financial domination. Are you ready for that? Totally. Won't fill the holes of my mind. The things I'm dreaming of from my station. A vacation, new locations of. Interrobang is produced and hosted by yours truly, Tina Horn. Our theme music is by my brother from another mother, Moot. Thanks for listening. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.